The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. The following is a special presentation of Radio Memphis. Yes, it is indeed. I've been looking forward to this all week. Uh, sitting here in the studio with us uh, this evening, Lorette Velvet is here. Hello, Lorette. How are you? Hey, hey, Rick. Thanks for inviting me. Well, thank you for being here. I know we we had a we, we were going to start like a half an hour ago, but uh, but you know technical problems being what they are, they're sorted out. Everything's good to go, and uh, mm-hmm. and you're here with this with this mm-hmm. fantastic record uh, that you that you've brought. Uh, don't crowd your mind. Um, tell me about it. Let's just start with there. Uh, well, um, yeah, this is uh, this is a vinyl record. Uh, in fact, it's probably my uh, first vinyl record, um, and it's on Monotone Records. That's out of France, mm-hmm. um, and it is a re-release of some of the older songs that we used to do back in the '90s um, when we toured a whole lot in. In Germany, at yeah. that time we were on a German label called yeah. Veracity Records. Yes, yes. Um, so um, you know, it's a compilation of those older songs, and uh, we decided to, to call it "Don't Crowd Your Mind." Um, that's the title track, the first the first song on the record. Yeah. Um, and that song uh, I wrote with my um, my friend and my husband. Uh, Alex Green, who wasn't my husband at the time, but was in my band. Um, Funny how that works out, Lorette. Right. That actually, yeah. Well, we, well, we, we you know, there, we've heard those stories before. It's fine. You don't need to elaborate. We'll leave that to you. But we wrote two songs together on this album. Um, yeah. Don't crowd your mind and Rude Angel. So it's a that was a collaboration we did together. So you you sat down with with all these old recordings and said, uh, I need to put out something that's a compilation. Of, of type thing, just to kind of shine a light on what you did in the past. Well, actually, um, the the fellow at Monotone Records contacted me. Oh, it was one of those deals. Yeah, it's just kind of out of the blue and asked uh, if I'd be interested. And I'm like, yeah, sure, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. And it really came together fast, and it, it's just, it's a beautiful record, and um I you know I went on Amazon today and I, there it is it's for sale pre-order there it is yeah yeah was, Amazon yeah there you go kids yeah and it's, yeah it's at uh, other record stores and other distributors too if you if you Google it all of a sudden there's there they are tons of them well that's cool because while you're here this evening because I know you're on a, a bit of a time a time schedule mm-hmm. here because you're performing for part of the Antenna Club celebration yes uh, there yeah. in Midtown mm-hmm. um, and that you're, you're playing at what 10 or so I'd say 10 o'clock at B-Side Bar which is in Minglewood Hall yeah. it's, a, it's a bar inside there yeah and that is going to be um, not only my band, the Lorette Velvet Band, but also the Hellcats are getting together as well. Because you were with the Hellcats for a that while. That was uh, the earliest um, band. That was uh-huh. that was before. Now, is, is there Hellcat stuff on this record? Uh, no. No, this is all Lorette Velvet this is stuff. All after the Hellcats. After the Hellcats, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you have you been playing since then? Um, you know, with I mean, are you still working and still playing and doing? I some play stuff? occasionally. Um, um, Last summer, actually, on a vacation to Italy, things came together, and I ended up doing four shows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're I from Memphis, expect. and they went, here's the stage. You know, here we go. Let's play some music. Well, it worked out that um, 
uh, one of the Hellcats, Giovanna, who she's Italian, she lives outside of Rome, and yeah. then our drummer, Misty White, lives in France. So we got together, and Alex and I uh, went over to Italy, and then things just started happening. I thought maybe we'd do one show. No, there was like... But then there was two shows in Germany, and there was two shows in It was in a Italy. European tour that just <laughs> laid out there for you. A little mini great. tour happened. It was great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that happened. Um, I, would, I would imagine the European fans, when they found out that here's this Memphis, this Midtown Memphis sound, Mm-hmm. Here in our in our backyard, I bet they just went nuts. I bet they were they were crazy for it. Well, yeah, I think they were pretty crazy. You know, we played in Munich, and that uh, <laughs> is the was the home of Veracity Records that yeah. we were on, and yeah. so we used to play there a whole lot. So we have a lot of old friends there, and they all came out. It's a fun it town. Was, Munich is a was, blast. And, uh, yeah. And uh, it went down really well, and then of course we hung out afterwards. Oh yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, and I also play with another band up in New York called the Kropotkins, and we play occasionally. We have um, records out on uh, the Mulata mm-hmm. label. The Mulata label, yeah. yeah. So that's that's always fun. I, I, before we cut on, I, Mark is here, and I know you guys were talking about. And I always keep kind of an ear because I might hear something that 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 I might reflect on a moment. But uh, Panther Burns came up in your conversation. Well, I guess it's Tav Falco in them. So did you, did you work with Tav much? Or? Yeah, before the Hellcats. Yeah, I, I met Tav at the Antenna Club. And um, so... Um, That's an appropriate place to meet Tav, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. If you spend any time with Tav Falco, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? Well, um, yeah, I noticed him right off and wondered who he was. <laughs> so I started getting curious about him. And so um, we met and, uh, you know, so things happened. And then we were kind of an item together. Um, Hell, so I, wow. Hello. <laughs> Um, so, you know, um, I started learning a lot about uh, blues because I started looking at his blues collection yeah. of records yeah. and I started getting really interested in playing guitar because um, I would perform with them, but I would just sing back up, play tambourine. So I was ready to start playing guitar. I had a flute that I had in high school. Right. So I went to Amaro and I traded it for a guitar. <laughs> and so started I don't think you were the first that's ever done that. I don't think Lorette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a Gibson Challenger. Oh, my. Yeah, it was an even trade. I thought I'd say so. Yeah, so then um, I started learning a little bit how to play some blues with some EAB chords. Oh, know? simple one, yeah. four, five stuff. Yeah. Just, just get in there and go. Yeah. yeah, and just going to the antenna club and seeing, you know, bands play. I noticed, you know, a, a girl named Diane Green who was playing with uh, the Odd Jobs, and mm-hmm. I, I asked her if she wanted to do a band, and... You know, and it's kind of sprung from there. I'd already been playing with Lisa, yeah, uh, who's of the Hellcats, um, under the Tav Falco and the Burnettes. We were the Burnettes, uh huh. So, anyway, it all came together, and you know, this band, you know, took shape and and uh, it was, just took off from there. Next thing you know, you're playing clubs and all over the playing yeah, Europe and playing Memphis. And, well, we played the Western Steakhouse, was our first gig. <laughs> the Western <laughs> Steakhouse. Yeah, we did. That's we did great. two two songs. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we did our hair and be- beehives. And, That's and, hilarious. You know, wore mini skirts, some of us did. And then, you know, it was. When, fun. when was that? We looked like the waitresses there. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, the girl that just brought me my my iced tea is now out there singing. When when was that? That uh, probably, you know, I'm not the historian of the Hellcats, but there's a Facebook page that details all that. But um, uh, probably was around uh, '85. Yeah, mid '80s, late '80s, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then and then out come the Hellcats. Yeah, yeah. And y'all are just setting everything on fire with that deal. We toured around with Panther Burns, um, you know, and then um, New Rose Records um, wanted to put something out. You know, when we, we did some releases with New Bros out of France. Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, that was that was a lot of fun. Back to this LP. Mm-hmm. Um, so these people contact you out of Germany and they want to do something. So you had to sit down, I suppose, at some point and say, this is the material that I that I would approve. This certain record here, yeah, this yeah, particular record, yeah, out, oh, out of France, yeah, yeah, yeah pardon nothing. me. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're, I guess, going down a little uh, a trip down memory lane in some of this stuff. Yeah, just trying to, you know, these songs, most of these songs were played live, and had an impact on the audience. That in, so these are live recordings that we have on this record. No, they're studio recordings. Well, these are studio recordings, But okay. these songs got played a lot on our tours, and they were the ones that really seemed to stimulate people the most. Crowd favorites. Yeah. 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 And then there was a couple of songs that the label guy really wanted to put on there, and those were two songs that are a little bit different, more mm-hmm. experimental with drum tracks. Sure. Loops, drum loops. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean... The European sound is, you know, very indicative of, of a mm-hmm. lot of that. And they love the experimental things. Yeah. And that's why they, they like they like Memphis, because mm-hmm. being a midtown rocker, you understand exactly that difference is everything. You've got to set yourself apart from everything that was going on at the time. Mm-hmm. And there's such an eclectic mix of music that comes out of specifically midtown, but out of mid- Memphis in general. Right. And I think you guys fit that fairly well. And we we tried all kind of styles. I mean, it's not one kind of sound all the way through. Because, mm-hmm. you know, um, we would try, you know, uh, country stuff and rockabilly stuff. Weird, you know, um, environmental kind of sounds of, you know. What's out like, there in the world. I'm trying yeah. to say, like, Dream Hotel is more like a feeling and it's all swirling and it's kind of. Ethereal, very and, dramatic. And, oh yeah, and uh, you know, it, it just sticks out uh, from the rock and rollers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but that's just part of it. As a, as any musician, you know, that is that an independent musician mm-hmm. is spending time trying to not just find the sound, but feels what a little bit comfortable for you as a performer, and what how how's it going to play to this crowd? Right. You know? Yeah. I um. You know, those songs, I think, have their place, and they're fun to create, and sometimes they don't get performed live, but right. we tried to perform the weird ones, too. Well, sure. You know. Um, but that's why the Antenna Club was such a yeah. <laughs> such a room that it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, we did some covers on a lot. We did Boys Keep Swinging, which is a David Bowie song. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did some uh, T-Rex, 20th Century Boy. Uh <laughs> So, Kokomo Blues is a cover. Well, it's a traditional. Kokomo, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. a little bit traditional. Yeah, Fred McDowell is really one of my heroes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, looking at the uh, at the LP here, you've got you've got quite a uh, the the I guess the cast of characters that are on this. You've got you've got quite uh, quite some some names on here that you that you've been fortunate to have on this record. 
Yeah, there are there are a lot of names on this one. Looking through them, one comes to mind: uh, Lee Baker, mm-hmm. who played the the um, lead guitar on "Oh How It Rained." It's the Eddie Floyd song. Yes. And we recorded that at uh, Easley McCain Recording Studios. Oh yeah. And he had his um, the metal guitar as a it's a is that a resonator? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that one was that one was. That was a live. That was recorded live. Yeah. Yeah. We just sat down, made it real quiet. We gathered in a circle. Strung the mics and, and away you yeah. went. Yeah. And we just played it. And he, he just he just made that song everything that it is. Well, how about we play a cut off of this thing and then we'll chat a little bit more okay. after that. Um, pick pick a pick a song off of here and we'll play it. Well, I think we should start with Don't Crowd Your Mind. Well, yeah, the, the title track. <laughs> um yeah, let's play it, and then we'll come back and we'll chat about it. Okay. And, and, and then we'll go from here. Here you go, kids. This is Lorette Velvet. Don't crowd your mind. Do you remember when this recording happened? Ish. Uh, maybe '95. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. Right in, right in the right in the heart of it. Right in the peak of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here you go, kids. Don't crowd right. your mind. It's Lorette Velvet right here at Radio Memphis. <laughs>
me home. There you go. Right there. <laughs> Don't crowd your mind. Lorette Velvet here in the studio. Um, what were you guys listening to back in those back in those days? Oh, because hmm. there's yeah, there's a lot 90s. of influence. Yeah, there's a lot of influences in here, but but there was there's a lot of originality in here too. Well, well, yeah, I was listening to a lot of you know T Rex mm-hmm. and and David Bowie and um, uh, I was listening to some um, country stuff like Freakwater. Yeah. Um, and. Um, Huh. That's a good that's a good question. That's what comes to mind. I was always listening to Fred McDowell and Jack Owen. He's mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. North Mississippi country blues player, which I loved. Um and all those North Mississippi sounds. I, I bring that up because it's funny how that leeches itself into a, a completely different style of music than what those guys were doing. Mm-hmm. Even David Bowie. I mean that's that was close to Bowie in a way. Mm-hmm. The same with T Rex, but it was still it's very Memphis. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Very Memphis garage, very Memphis punk. It's, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's solid stuff, what yeah. you guys were doing back then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was still, you know, I was also listening to Big Star and... Oh, yeah. Um, Alan Vega and, you know, it's just, um, I like to listen to uh, tangos and things like Astro Piazzolla. Uh-huh. And, um so you have a rather eclectic mix of sounds that you like to <laughs> like to draw from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's well, that's cool though. I mean, yeah. it's just that that creates. I think the more the more colors you have in your palette, the the, the more int- intricate the painting is. Really. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, most of these songs are pretty straightforward rockers. You know, and um, I was listening to the Velvet Underground a lot, and um, I think that's kind of where Eager Boy came from. Right. It feels, you know, like, uh, especially when we performed it live, it started to go in the direction of the Velvet Underground with sure. the just a uh, drone, you know, just rapid chords, you know, played over and over. Memphis has, you know, of course, you know, when people outside of here think of Memphis, they think of Stax or Elvis or any of that stuff. But uh, the, the true Memphis music fan understands that this sound, which you guys were part of, what came out of the Antenna Club at that time was was really really important stuff mm-hmm. still is mm-hmm. you know because we we're still seeing that that sound in, you know in in creation when you when you when you hang out with guys like Harry over at uh, Five and Dime Studios mm-hmm. uh, some of the other stuff that's that's been going around you know the subteens uh, Cat Maxwell even with the Rough Hearts you know there, there's all of this that's that what you guys had laid down even then is still very relevant today mm-hmm. that sound doesn't necessarily go away at all we mentioned uh, J.D. Rieger and the Cold Blood mm-hmm. Three upstairs mm-hmm. uh, I know J.D.'s in town I know he moved up to Chicago but but he was drawing from that well as you know uh, you know also mm-hmm. well you know the antenna was a place where you didn't have to be polished and <coughs> you could you know make mistakes and uh Nobody cared. Nobody cared <laughs> because uh, you know everybody it was rock and roll. in the audience was like, "Oh yeah, I could do that too." Yeah, and the bands would just get oh yeah know, it born was, out of that. Yeah. It's a snowball o- effect. Openness, yeah, you know? everybody was showing up to go. Hey, I can do this. Yeah, I can do that. You know, I can get up there and do that. And uh, uh, so it was kind of like a you know it was a hotbed of of creativity that like you know bubbled up out of that and oh yeah you know. Bands like the Grifters were playing there, and and just they were 
I didn't even understand them when I, <laughs> I only later became really a big fan. Um, but um, but shows like that, all they had to do was plant those seeds. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't well, a matter of just, you know. you know, playing to a group of people that just wanted to hear the music. There were uh, most of those people that were in the crowd were musicians. Oh, yeah. You right. know, they, they, they understood it. They were there for that. Right. They wanted to expose themselves to that kind of sound. And the other good thing that that sometimes doesn't get mentioned is that, you know, the antenna was also host to um, um, people like um, Charlie Feathers. When, mm -hmm. when Tav with the Panther Burns mm -hmm. brought in Charlie Feathers to play, or um, my first gig was with She-Wolf, Jesse May Hemp Hill, mm -hmm. and Dave Evans. Yeah. And... Um, wow, I, Jesse May. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tab had taken me over to meet her, and when I went over, I had, you know, she's like, play me a song, and I knew, I had knew one song, I knew um, Fine and Mellow by Billie Holiday. Yes, yes. And so, <laughs> I played it for her, she decided she wanted me to play with her at the antenna the, the following week or something, and uh, get up and play with her, and try to follow her songs, but uh, yeah, I did, I turned my, <laughs> I turned my amp way down low. Oh, well, she, she, I'd never met her, but she struck me as, um, well, it's a powerhouse. I mean, and mm -hmm. she wasn't but like four feet tall, wasn't she? No, was, she was petite. Uh -huh. She was a very, very, very slight lady, uh -huh. but with a very big sound oh, about her. Yeah. And that laugh, that giggle that she had oh, was just yes. as infectious. Oh, my God. She called me Mellow Yellow. Mellow she Yellow. Would laugh after she go, Mellow Yellow. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Uh, give me another song off the record. We'll play. Well, let's let's try a let's try a slower one. I guess maybe something. There's no trying here, Lorette. <laughs> There's only doing. <laughs> let's try Godforsaken Town. People request that one a whole lot. Um, yeah. And um, it, you know, people really related to that song back in the um, early '90s in Memphis when there wasn't a lot going on. You know. And it felt kind of really kind of like a void. And void. It was yeah. nothing like it is now. And yeah, because uh, we've been through a bit of a renaissance. Uh huh. You know, yes. right about right about right. two thousand or so, it really things started really kind of blossoming yeah. up. And look at where we're at now. I, I know. Mean, it's There's crazy. So many places you can hear music and it's great and, and do things. So. So people, I think, related to that one. So Godforsaken yeah. Town is about Memphis back in that time. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. You can you can say it like that. These people, they get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here it is. Lorette Velvet right here, kids. It's Godforsaken Town at Radio Memphis.
godforsaken town trying to drag ourselves down, right? <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah. Uh, this is on the brand new record from uh, Lorette Velvet here. It's Don't Crowd Your Mind. The uh, the, the photography for the record that, that, that was done here, um, mm-hmm. I, I know there's got to be a story behind behind these pictures that you have here. Oh, yeah. They're so great. That is uh, Trey Harrison. Who did who did the, who the did front the cover? Photo, who was in the uh, odd jobs? Yeah, um, and he he did a lot of photos of me. He's brought a collection somewhere, but uh, he uh, came over. We did this um, this group of pictures in my um, Chevy Nova. I think it was a '72 oh, Chevy Nova. And that's that's you standing on it on the back, yeah, on the right? Yeah, back. <laughs> I'm standing on it. <laughs> Conjuring up some spirits. Yeah, you are. Yeah, it's even got a nice little blur there with your arm. You're working something, yeah. And on the front, I'm um, hanging out the side of the car. and um, You got that American vest going on I've got there. some red, white, and blue yeah. leather going on there. But I love that car. It had glass packs on it. It was loud. It was fast. Hell and yeah. That's There you go. Yeah. That's rock and roll, for, baby. Yeah, that I bought it for my boss. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, really? The only way I could afford it was uh, she would take the payment out of my check each week. Oh, well, there you go. So, Indentured you know, servitude. It was like $1,500, that car. Oh, my. You know, and now it's worth so much, I'm sure. I wish I, you still I had it right there. I yeah. wish I had it. Yeah. Oh, that's... So, that's... But I think it's... it's it, the look on your face is very evocative of the of the sound here. I think. I mean, it was it was it was it was it's a great photograph, of capturing you know when mm-hmm. people would see this and they'd look at this and they go, okay, now I think I understand what's going to be happening in here when I go to listen to this thing. I hope what, they do. What single, is, <laughs> what single was that cover on? That picture. Um, My mind is blank. The what now? It's on a single, that's, yeah. That's it's on a single. Oh, it's on a single that yeah, you had yeah, released. Yeah. My mind just went Yeah. It's a great photo. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. It's, a, it's an eager boy uh, yeah. a single. Yeah. Eager boy. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the record that we're talking about here is available uh, through the Monotone uh, label, uh, but it's but it's up for pre-order now on Amazon. It is on Amazon. You just Google, search Lorette Velvet. Um, Lorette Velvet, and it'll pop up. I'll also have some for sale tonight at the B Side Bar. Where yeah. We're playing. Those um, of you in town want to head over to the B Side here in a little while. She's going to be there performing live. Yeah. I, yeah, and I've also will have some next Thursday at Bar DKDC for the record release party. Who's there on Cooper Young? 7 p.m. for all us old timers can get out. And- old man friendly. <laughs> yeah. Old I live man. right around the corner from there. I I, yeah. I, I get you. Um, so that's next Thursday or this coming Thursday, yeah, right? Yeah, the 10th. The 10th, mm-hmm. and that's okay. the actual release for the for this record. It's so. our little party. Yep. Oh, that's great. Uh-huh. That's a fun spot for that for this kind of thing. Bar DKDC. Yeah, yeah. that's great. It's very intimate. Oh, Karen so, set it up real nice, didn't yeah. she? <laughs> Karen. Karen is. Um, is she's my, a fan. Yeah. She's my old boss. I worked for her for about 13 years oh, in dear. catering. Oh, is she the one you bought the car from? No, her uh, manager, Dana. Oh, so it was, it was close. <laughs> <laughs> that's, even, yep. that's so funny. Yep. Oh, that's wonderful. So, yeah, Thursday uh, at DKDC, which is a, it's, it, it, intimate, barely describes it. it it's it's uh, not much bigger than the room that we're sitting in, really. On the on the interior, but yeah. there's so much fun on the patio out front, and then out yeah, into the street. Yeah, there's patio. There's back now. There's a back patio. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they put a back patio. And next door is the beauty shop. Yes. If you want to go over there and get a drink, um, but it's it's 
really a great venue now. Oh, it is. Absolutely. It is. Mm-hmm. is there a cover charge for the show on Thursday? You know, I hadn't even thought about it. <laughs> hadn't even thought. Look at you go. I'm not interested in making cover charges. I'm just going to sell gonna my play. records for $300 right. a piece. <laughs> and tonight is all free, too. So yeah, it's yeah for music, the antenna celebration. Yeah, yeah, music at Murphy's and at Lamplighter and the B-Side Bar in Minglewood Hall, all so, free. It's all kind of within walking distance, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. you know, from where it all was at yeah. the antenna club. Right. I'm going to pause here for a moment, Lorette. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna hit this uh, commercial break here and a and a quick check of our news here, and we're gonna play a couple of more tunes here because I want to get you to where you need to be mm-hmm. on time. But thank you so much for being here and, and doing this. Uh, so so stick around. There's more on the way from Lorette Velvet, kids. It's up out of the break. Tune in for a heaping helping of the heavyweight chumps radio hour. Dishing about pop culture with a side of thunder cookies. Every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Central right here on Radio Memphis. Listen or I'll sit on you. End your weekend with the blues. Booze and Blues with Rick and Jeff, Sunday nights at 8 Central on Radio Memphis. Yes, indeed. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time right here at Radio Memphis. It is Sister Lucille. They are uh, making their trip into Memphis from Missouri, uh, bringing a brand new record and uh, the whole band. And, release, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. This will be... Oh, yeah. It has not been heard anywhere else. Just their family. So. Yeah. So, we're, we're, I feel, feel very privileged to have this. Yeah, they're they're lovely people, and I'm. Lo- yeah, this is yeah. Lorette Velvet is here. Thank you. Thank um, you. Her brand new LP, which is available only in vinyl, is that right? Mm-hmm. It's the way you can only get it right now through Amazon and other sources uh, p- for pre-order, or you can get a copy tonight at B Side in uh, Minglewood Hall, or Thursday, this coming Thursday at DKDC in mm-hmm. Cooper Young. All right. They're celebrating the Antenna Club tonight. They've been doing it all day. I guess it's going to go on all weekend, really. Uh, <laughs> we know how that's going to be. Um, that was before my time. I got here, I think, in 97. Okay. But I'd heard stories about that place. And, right. and I was I was sad to think, well, you know, why, why is it not still a thing? You know, because yeah. so many people really love this place. And it brought in so much talent, literally from all over the world. It and did, it did, yeah. It, Steve had all kinds of bands coming through. Oh, yeah. Why, why, did, it, why did it close? Do, is there, do, we, do we know? I mean... I don't really know. I think, you know, Steve, Steve was... Um, Maybe we got tired of it. He said, today we it? got tired of it. He, it. Mark, his brother, took it over and Mark ran it. Mark got tired of it and they were done with it. <laughs> Um, I don't know how you can get tired of something like that, but I, yeah. yeah. I came over in like, um, from Savannah, Tennessee. Yeah. In like 1982. But I had been coming, when I was in high school, I had been coming over to Memphis because my sister lived here. And she was telling me about um, this place that, you know. Wasn't a very big room at all. No. She wanted, we wanted to go, but of course I was underage, so I'd come over and she, you know, helped me get all dressed up and lots of makeup, and just in you know, went. I would yeah. get in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no fake ID needed. Yeah. Just you know, <laughs> look at me. I'm 35. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a day over 16. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's when I started going, and um, you know, then I moved over here uh, in my senior year. So um, 
things changed a little bit at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I still probably wasn't of age yet, but um. But yeah. there were some wild things that went on in there. It wasn't just the usual right. Friday or Saturday night, you know, rock and roll or anything oh, like you that. Never knew what was going to happen or what band was playing. And there was the whole story of Gigi Allen that had played there, which was him and the Murder Junkies. It was crazy. Yeah, there was that a, was toward the end. Toward the end, mm-hmm. and there were some other things that did. You know, not that the Sex Pistols didn't play there. They played over on Union at uh, I can't think of the name of the place, which is now where the Taco Bell is. Oh, <laughs> um, there used yeah. to there was mm-hmm. a there was a venue there, but mm-hmm. I think that that was part of that right. of that scene. It was still mm-hmm. midtownish, but mm-hmm. um, but in the Antenna Club itself, I've, uh, I'd, I'd heard of like you said, you didn't know what you were going to get when you went in there. No. And you were just telling me that there was a motorcycle in there at one point that you were oh, you, you no. were involved in this, right? Yeah. I was involved in this. We uh, Was it running? Was it just just fired it up just cranking and making noise? Oh and, yeah, it was, you know, fuming up the whole place. But <laughs> carbon monoxide kids, it's on the house. Is the the Hellcats formed and we we opened up and did a few songs before Panther Burns one night. Yeah. We only had a few songs, but one was a song called Wall of Death and um, that um, we wrote, and it's about uh, the motorcycle riders that would go on the, the circular track when we, they would actually be going sideways, kind of a, a carnival um, attraction. Are you talking about like in the ball type thing? Yeah. Like you see in the mm-hmm. circus where the yeah. guys were riding along the yeah. walls on there? Motor- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah a yeah. motorcycle. And so Diane... These guys are nuts. Uh, a lot of uh, the words to it and um so we thought you know well it'd be great to have a motorcycle drive in <laughs> and so uh we asked uh, a, a friend of ours a shade tree mechanic friend yeah named randy tremaine oh yeah just out him right here randy <laughs> hey, how's it going randy he was all game and so they threw well, sure i'll do it yeah, uh, i got a harley for the for the gig right here they threw the doors open and he drove it in and, oh my god and um diane jumped off stage and started dancing and you know it was during the song while during the, the song yeah, the bike yeah, shows up we did the yeah. whole you know performance art and uh there's oh, a photo awesome. of that yeah. uh, that recently uh price harrison I did had I thought a, I saw it on social media perhaps. Yeah, yeah. had a, an art um, a, a opening in Nashville featured that photo <laughs> and other photos from the antenna. Oh, wow. So that's that's that happened often. That wasn't the first time that that happened. What motorcycles in the club? Yeah. So it was it was after you guys started it probably with it Panther was, Burns. With no, Panther it, Burns. It's yeah. always revolving around Panther Burns. Of course it and, was. And the Hellcats. <laughs> yeah. I even, you know, I, one night I went up there to hear um, Ron Easley in a band called uh, The Rockin' Bones, I think it was, and Tav and I went and we were dancing and I dislocated my kneecap and collapsed on the floor. <laughs> Holy in Jesus. In pain and oh, no. I had the ambulance come in through those doors and get me and wheel me out. And <laughs> Were you laying on stage finishing the song at no, least? No, I wasn't you... playing. Oh, I was you weren't dancing. playing? Yeah. And so, oh, yeah. Just, That's crazy. Well. <laughs> That's so nuts. <laughs> and that's why it deserves a historical marker because yeah. Lorette dislocated a kneecap in this place. <laughs> it's 
quite, quite, quite frankly. I mean, well, it's, you know, I've, 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 I have a neighbor friend of mine, uh, John Bonds, uh, who's the mm -hmm. drummer for uh, the Subteens and, okay. you know, yeah. a ton of other acts. Him and, and Terrence Bishop, where he was a bass player, they played, they're, they're now in the blues scene. But uh, he used to tell me, you know, how they would rehearse in these storage, you know, storage rooms that you could rent. Uh -huh. And I said, well, what did you do in the summertime? It's so damn hot. And he sings. He goes, that's rock and roll, baby. You sweat. <laughs> and I said, the wintertime, we froze our asses off. That's what you do. You know, we, we had to get our shit together. So when we got to right. places like the Antenna or wherever that they had played, mm -hmm. they, were, they were guaranteeing a show to these kids that had paid whatever cover it was, which mm -hmm. was probably nothing. You know, three, five four, dollars. five bucks. <laughs> it hadn't changed cover. since. <laughs> five dollar cover to get into the Antenna Club and 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 get a show. Oh yeah. Because you weren't seeing one just you're just one band. There were four or five acts probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Suffering for your art. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, oh. Some some All still in do. The name of art. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 art the way. Art damage. It is. <laughs> I, I do wish that there was a place like the antenna still around. Um, you know, now it's like a it's a rentable room for like wedding receptions and stuff like that. Yeah, but. and I went in. It's like linen tablecloths, and I went straight to the girls' bathroom to see what it looked like. <laughs> I'm sure it was vastly different. <laughs> it was vastly different. <laughs> <laughs> it was fake tile. That whole thing, you know, for a good time, you know, Colinette was taken down. You know, potpourri flowers. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, the times they've changed. That's mm -hmm. that, that's for sure. But uh, you know, and, and congratulations on this record because I, I do know that um, as as any type of artist goes back into their catalog, mm -hmm. when when someone shows an interest in, in the things that you have done in the past, mm -hmm. and you get to sit down and go, okay, what what do we do here? Because you've got what twelve? I think it's twelve tunes. I think it's on the record. Eleven mm -hmm. songs. Eleven. And you're you're sitting there go, okay, I, we've got some songs that have to make the cut. We have some that that I like, but maybe mm -hmm. not going to fit. That had to have been a little, there was a little bit of an emotional twist to some of this stuff because you're, you're dredging up, you know, good memories, I would think. Yeah. For the most part. I think uh, this group of songs, some that I really relate to the most and um, I have fun playing them and I just feel like it's a, it's a good, it's a good mix. There's plenty of other songs that got left out. Um, maybe it may be a second version of this record. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, I'm a new something new too. Hello, monotone. Let's just come on. <laughs> Lorette Velvet Part Two. Yeah, Part Two. Maybe yeah. Maybe that'll happen. That'd be cool. Why not? You know, because um, the, the people in the U.S. couldn't get my stuff because it was on a German label. Yeah. So. And um, it happened a lot because well, mm -hmm. at that time too, commercial radio just didn't give a shit about this stuff. No. They weren't going to play this. It was too dangerous. It was, yeah. it was well, this wasn't tried and true. This wasn't yeah. RCA. This wasn't, you know, Columbia. This wasn't any of that stuff. Right. We weren't going to deal with this. Now, Weevil would play it, but then people would hear it and they couldn't buy it anywhere. And that became a problem. Yeah. yeah. So this is the first release I have in the U.S. Isn't that something yeah. after all of these years? Yeah. You know, like 25, so, 30 years later, you're sitting there going, okay, yeah. here's my first release. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on vinyl. How appropriate is that? Yeah. Only I on vinyl. That. And now, you know, now that my kids are teenagers and will be out of the house in a couple of years, maybe I will be able to start playing out a lot oh, yeah. more. 
Yeah, so I'm kind of, isn't it I'm weird? embracing that. Here, here you go. You did all this stuff. You were uh-huh. part of the scene. You, you know, part of the bedrock of, of the of the music scene of, of places like the Antenna Club. Mm-hmm. And you take some time off and you have a family and you got the kids. Now you're about to be an empty nester. Get them mm-hmm. kids out of there. Mm-hmm. And you're going, yeah, I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> and you got some probably some new material to write upon, too. I do have some new material. And, the, you know, the way I feel with all everyone that's really liking this record, you having me on the radio show, sure. me being asked to play, yeah. the Hellcats getting on the historical marker. Yeah. Oh, it's really inspiring to me, and it makes me feel like, okay, yeah, people do want to hear this stuff. So, it I is, thank you. Well, it has been, and you're welcome, but it's been my experience, and Mark can testify to this, too, is, you know, we were talking about this upstairs before we came on tonight, that one of the things that kind of turns my crank is when I hear um, the the artists that have, that have grown up. Mm-hmm. They've they've sort of shed those skins of of their youth, but they still play, mm-hmm. and I think those people are still very relevant. Oh yeah, and people still want to hear about them. And we've been very fortunate. Thanks to Mark, we've been very yeah. fortunate to have some people that have come through here that were I, I, legendary. Doesn't even cut it. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. and to, and to hear them talk, and to and to you know, when we would play a song or we get into a commercial break, and they they would say. This is like one of the first times that anybody actually felt like they cared. Uh-huh. You know, and and I and I've, I I music isn't disposable. It's never been disposable. Right. I think right. the industry has tried to make it as such. Yeah. But, it's living. It's living, uh, you know. And this stuff here that we've music. been listening to tonight is very indicative of how real this stuff is. It still I think is viable now as it was back then. That's my opinion. No, no, thank you. No doubt about that. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. This is this is one of those LPs that I would sit down and, 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 and with my turntable and my component system with my mm-hmm. big Japanese speakers. Uh-huh. You know, the way the way it was meant to be done. Exactly. And sit down with a cheap, you know, cheap beer like a Miller or a PBR and uh-huh. a and a and a hog leg and uh-huh. dim the lights and, and listen to this thing from stem to stern and, uh-huh. and tap my foot and really enjoy it. You know. Oh, good. And I, and that's I think I think that's where you're I think it was where you're headed with this. Yeah. You know, because that, that, that was the whole Midtown thing. Yeah. People were headed, even with the small little turntables, you oh, know. Yeah. Yeah, they would, you know, they'd plug them in and get them going, and, you know, there would be a, a little uh, house party, a listening party. Oh, yeah. And they would listen to stuff like this. Yeah, spinning records. It's, it's, it's back now. The hell yeah, it is. It's, it feels oh, good. It sure does. It's, it's not like sitting here dragging MP3s around, but yeah. you know, still. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. On that, give me another tune off the record, uh, Lorette. What do you want to? What do, what, what do we want to hear? What do we want to lay out to these folks? I kind of want to hear "Boys Keep Swinging." Yeah. The Bowie song. The what Bowie do you think? song. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, was this just something that you'd heard and said, "I need to do this"? Or you know, I don't. I can't, maybe someone suggested I do it. And I don't, I don't know. It just kind of, it appeared. Yeah, <laughs> it appeared as they do. It's, I kind of, you know, do some like gender bender kind of things. The 20th century, bo- I talk a lot about boys, obviously, on this record. I think you have Gender a thing boy, for boys. 20th century <laughs> boy, got, um, boys keep swinging. Your it husband's sitting at home crazy. listening going, oh God, here we go. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean... Mm-hmm. It's one thing to be, and you know, in blues, we, we we see a lot of artists that will take older songs that have been done time and time again, and mm-hmm. they and they will either do them the way that they were done, or mm-hmm. 
or they they twist them up a little bit, make yeah. them their own. Yeah. What did you do with with this song here? Having not heard your version of this, is it is it is it faithful to the Bowie version, or did you just say I'm I got to put the the velvet spin on this? Well, you know, just trying to learn the song and um, yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> And play it as a, a full band. Everybody, you know, there's no way we could be pure about it. It just kind of comes out the way it is. And you know, I have a, I have a southern accent. You know, really, <laughs> <laughs> that's that Savannah, Tennessee sound. Um, and I'm a girl singing this. You know, and um, so it, it, in a way, it does become you. Yeah, I think so. You could have written something like this, probably. Mm, I don't know if I could have written those words. They're so good. Well, so that, was, good. that was Bowie, though. And I'm a huge Bowie fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who wasn't? God, his death really rocked this mm -hmm. world, didn't it? Oh, it my did. God. Oh, it really upset world. some people, mm -hmm. me included. Yep. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's hear it then. Uh, yeah. Boys keep swinging. Here's Lorette Velvet right here at Radio Memphis. Okay. Peace.
fantastic. Lorette Velvet, Boys Keep Swinging, the old David Bowie classic from Don't Crowd Your Mind, the brand new record. Well, the tracks are not brand new, but the record itself is brand new. Mm -hmm. yep. Available where sold uh, in pre-order condition or tonight at uh, B-Side in Minglewood Hall. Mm -hmm. Or if you can't make that, Thursday at DKDC, Bar DKDC in Cooper Young. Mm -hmm. Right at the intersection of Cooper and Young. You can't miss it. It's next door to the beauty shop. Um, yes, uh, get your hands on this, kids. Um, I, I was looking at the... Um, at your at your credits on here and some of the cats that you've had on this record um, and uh, over time, uh, incredible stuff. Um, they're calling me. They're calling you on your watch. Boy, boy, howdy, has times have changed. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Get uh, down here. <laughs> Alex Green, uh, Melissa yeah. Dunn is on this thing. Mark Harrison, uh, uh, James Eddie Campbell, mm -hmm. uh, Lee Baker. Lee Baker. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Alex mm -hmm. Chilton. Yeah, Alex produced um, um, a, a group of recordings called, uh, <coughs> what was it called? White Birds was the name of that CD. Yeah. And um, he, he got that together for me. That was really nice. Like I just, my friend urged me to call him, say, "Why don't you call him up?" And call him up. He's got. He's got the stuff. Something, and I'm yeah. like, "No, he's not gonna do that." Uh. So I did. He's like, "Oh, well, sure, you know." So he he helped he helped me actually he brought uh, over to my house he brought me drum set and bass and right amps on. and stuff so I could start and he brought me like a little four track so I could demo stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so, so I cool. Together and. And uh, then yeah. we went in the studio, and, and uh, he plays on a track. I think he plays on Eager Boy. Yeah. Um, and he... Uh, John he McClure, uh, mm -hmm. Doug Easley, Ross Rice. That mm -hmm. that guy can play anything you put in front of yeah, him. Yeah, he played accordion. Uh, Chad Fowler. Yeah. Roy Brewer playing a little violin. Yeah, on Rude Angel. Um, mm -hmm. Mick Collins, Kurt Ruhlman, mm -hmm. Ross Johnson, Misty White. Yep. Uh, and, and it was so cool that you got a hold of uh, Alex and Doug Easley to help produce this thing. Yeah. Uh, and Blaze Biro. Um, did, did, with with this, uh, on a technical side, it wasn't just a matter of just, you know, digging up an old record and sending it over for them to include this. You, yeah. Did you go back and hunt down the masters and, and, and go that route? Uh, no. As much as you could? digital. Yeah, you went uh -huh. digital on that. This yeah. is from three different recordings. It's yeah. from White Birds, um, Dream, Ho um, Dream Hotel from 1995, and then uh, Rude Angel, which was after that. Right. So from three different. So they were already CDs. mixed down. They were ready to go. You yeah. just did, you yeah. didn't really need to do any other didn't remixing or anything, anything like that. Mm -mm. Yeah. Or, so or Well, I guess it was sort of remastered to, to make it into, into yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Because it sounds great. It sounds clean. And yeah. Yeah. So it was a pretty easy process, and um, and now it's here, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and here it is, <laughs> and it's and it's out there. Uh, it is. Um, but I was looking at the song tracks, and um, I was thinking about. Um, I just don't know which one we should play next, but. Um, well, we have time. We'll have time for one more, yeah, um, yeah. and 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 then we'll and we'll begin to wrap it up from there. Um, I'm excited for you. I, I know that this this type of stuff, you know, when you when you look a little bit back in, into history, a little bit, it can be. I don't know if I want to do this. Well, it's a little embarrassing, you know, because you you were bearing your soul then. But as time goes on and you mature and you mm -hmm. grow into different things, you're right. like, I don't know if I really want to get into that, you know. Right. 
Was that, that the whole thing about how was it MySpace that had lost a bunch of recordings and data and stuff? And there was the running gag that there was a lot of younger bands that were going, thank God that stuff disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, it's hard to put yourself out in front of people because there's that, you know, that embarrassment factor later. But um but and you don't have anything to be embarrassed about, Lorette. This is all solid music. <laughs> this is solid rock and roll. I think it happens to everybody. Oh, sure it yeah. does. You know. I don't take it to heart. I just put it's it like, out Oh, this there. old thing? Yeah. You know, and it stands for what it is. It's a document of a certain time yeah. and a certain mood, feelings, and what was going on in my life. And uh, and it's there. And, you know, my voice, I think it sounds really young. I think my voice has really matured since then. Um, but uh, it's all that whiskey and pot, Lorette. We know how that goes. <laughs> Back in those days. Back in those days. I, yeah. I, I know I'm being glib here, but yeah, you're right. I mean, our 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 bodies, our voices are, are changing. Yeah. Our brains change a little yeah. bit. You know, that's what we joke about old friendly, uh, old man friendly shows. You know, it's like, oh, it's a seven o'clock show. Thank Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> well, speaking of brains, you should see my. Cheat sheets. I got them oh, yeah. the 11 by 14. And <laughs> need to get you a teleprompter and yeah. then, you know, you're. I'm not good about it. Yeah, you know, they're not that expensive. You can do it on your iPad now. Oh, I should do that. <laughs> so if I forget some lyrics, don't, you know, don't hold me accountable. I, uh, I'm not going to name his name, uh, but uh, there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a local cat. He's a he's a punk guy. He's been around for a long time, mm -hmm. and. Uh, he was playing, and they were just hardcore straight, you know, four on the floor, boom, here it was. You know, they played like, you know, 12 tunes in like 40 minutes. You know, they were just throwing it out there. Uh -huh. And uh, he played a show, and uh, uh, I saw him, and I was talking. He was all sweaty. He was outside. And I said, I said, how'd that go? And he goes, you know, what I used to be able to do all night now takes me all night to do. <laughs> Like I, I, he goes, this music is it's 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 an it's an intoxicant to me. I love doing this, mm -hmm. but it's a young man's game. Oh yeah, you know it's you know you, you run into guys that are like man, we used to you know tour and we'd do two hundred shows a year, and you know now I'm lucky to get off the couch. Uh huh. You know, oh, there's a thing over at the, over at B side or whatever, and I'm gonna go do that, and after that I'm exhausted, I'm wiped out. You know. <laughs> me too. It's it's funny how that works, but yeah. I mean, you just gotta, you know, if you want to hear it, you want to see it, you just kind of gotta, you know, tough it out, drink some coffee, and put yourself out there. Well, sure. And try to, you know, try to hang out because it doesn't happen that often. Well, it sounds you like know? though you're you're shedding all of that whole, you know, let's just throw all this age thing behind me now because mm -hmm. you're still wanting to write. You're still writing now, I assume. Yeah. Uh huh. And you're yeah. you're wanting to do some more new stuff. Yeah, I and, do want to do new stuff. And mm -hmm. that's that's fantastic. Yeah. I applaud you for that. I yeah. think that's great because Lord knows we need more music. We yeah. really do. You've got to keep your, you know, your creative outlet open. Yeah. So what's next for you then? After not not after tonight or Thursday, but I mean, I'm talking about the bigger picture. You you want to re record some stuff that's completely new and put out a new record? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I want someone to say, "Hey, do it," um, and put the fire under my feet. You know. <laughs> or your ass. You yeah. can say it that way. <laughs> Because um, I'll say it, I think you should. Yeah. I, I think without a doubt. And as, as somebody who's sitting here in a position who, who speaks to a large audience, you should do this. I mean, you have I to do. I feel like it. Yeah, I you feel know. like I should. Um, and it, I want to. Mm -hmm. And it's not just something to hang on the wall later and go, "Hey, I did that." No, it's just like this is still me. This yeah, is still it's what I can that do. Needs to come out. Yeah. Or you know, 
Well, we've heard it from... It's in you, you got to get it out. Blues guys have been saying it for generations. If it's in you, it's got to come out. Yeah. And you've been sitting on it with, you know, raising these kids. Yeah. You've got some material, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Teenage blues. I mean, no, there's there's no, something yeah. right there. I mean, I mean... I've got some <laughs> real you, sassy material. I bet you do. <laughs> I bet you got some real sassy material. And, and I want you to do it. And if there's yeah. anything that we can do here at Radio Memphis to help oh. you accomplish that... You know, please Thank let you, us sir. know because that's what that's what we want. We want to light that fire and keep it yeah. going because the sound that comes out of this town is built on the on, on what you guys did in the in the late eighties and the nineties, mm -hmm. you know, for sure. I mean it's mm -hmm. still here, it's still viable. There's there, there's a party going on right now about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're about to go jump in and go play in it. I am about to yeah. jump in the fire. Yeah. Turn up. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. I hope it lights up, lights that fire under your ass and get it get it going. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And if yeah. there's anything we can do to help you out, you let yeah, us know. I'll, I'll come back on. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. All right, pick one more tune off of this record and we'll leave it at that. I think I wanna you know, I wanna hear Kokomo Blues. Kokomo Blues. Fred McDowell. Yeah. Other people have done that, and it's slide guitar and something I really. It's become a traditional like, tune. Yeah. I think it's you can't yeah. necessarily credit it to one person because yeah, it's true. just so twisted around. You know, mm -hmm. everybody's done something. Yeah. But uh, so let's run that one. We'll do that, and uh, and and that'll be that. Uh, Lorette Velvet has a brand new record out. Uh, it's of uh, some older materials called "Don't Crowd Your Mind." It's available uh, in pre-order at Amazon and other locations, and you can get a copy. You can get your hands on a copy tonight at B Side in Minglewood Hall, mm -hmm. and again Thursday, mm -hmm. uh, this coming Thursday at uh, the Beauty uh, not Beauty Shop at Bar DKDC, which is next door to the Beauty Shop yep. there in Cooper Young. Yeah. So and you'll be playing with the band there. I will. Yes. A longer it, set than tonight. Mm -hmm. Tonight you're just doing what? Uh, About 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, there's yeah. there's like, what, 12 tunes right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun. Lorette, thank you so very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for the record. I'm going to I'm gonna take yeah. it home and go listen to it myself. And, uh, yeah. and we appreciate everything that you do. And keep doing it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Get out there and produce some more material. Okay? Mm -hmm. Here it is. Kokomo Blues. We'll see y'all next time right here at Radio Memphis. Good night, everybody.
proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com. <laughs>